Sell Your House, episode number eight. Welcome to Sell Your House. This is the show where we talk about everything related to selling a home fast and for the best price. Whether you're a newbie or an experienced pro, there are things that we can all learn in order to get top dollar for our houses. My name is Cliff Holmes from Holmes Property Firm, where we help people find solutions to challenging real estate situations. On today's episode, we're going to go with part two of our series and 12 options you have when you're facing foreclosure. Episode seven, we covered options one through six. In today's episode, we're going to tackle options seven through 12. So buckle up and let's get to it. Okay, so it's important for you to remember when facing foreclosure, one thing you have to constantly remind yourself is that the bank does not want to foreclose on your home. Like I said in the previous episode, it's a lot of work for them to go through the foreclosure process. So your bank, your lender does not want to foreclose on your home. So knowing that in mind, you have a lot of options that are available to you. In the previous episode, like I said, we talked about options one through six. We're going to talk about options seven through 12. So keep that in the back of your mind that if you work with the bank, they will help you Get out of the situation. And so here are the options that are available to you. Number seven is a cash sale. This is when the borrower, that's you, most likely, sells the property and pays off the loan. In some cases, you may even profit. So in some cases, you you, you sell your property to someone like me, to a cash buyer or, or some other cash buyer, and we pay off your loans. So this is what my company does at Homes Property Firm. We come in, people having a tough situation, sometimes it's foreclosure, sometimes it's something else. We offer them cash for their home. And in some cases, that buyer makes a profit. In other cases, they just they make enough just to cover whatever outstanding debt they have, whether it's taxes or uh, mortgage payments or something like that. But they get a cash sale. The buyer, as the buyer, you really have to worry about making repairs to the property. Don't have to worry about really cleaning it out too good. You just take your stuff and you leave, and then we take it from there. So a cash sale is an option to you if you are facing foreclosure. Number eight is a short sale. This is when the borrower makes an agreement with the lender to sell the home for less than what is owed. So uh, let's say your home is, you know, you say you have about 125000 left on your mortgage and you and your lender agree that you can sell the home for $100,000. And so that's what a short sale is. You're selling your home less for what is owed. Now, some of the benefits of a short sale is that it's better on your credit than a foreclosure. So a foreclosure is, you know, almost death on your credit. It's hard to come back. It's not impossible, but it's hard to come back from a foreclosure on your credit. So doing a short sale will allow you to avoid that and then and continue to move on. It prevents foreclosure. So instead of having your house foreclosed on and going through that and, and, and all that kind of stuff, you prevent foreclosure. It saves you money by avoiding the foreclosure process because sometimes the average homeowner can pay upwards of $7,500 in, in going through foreclosure and, and bankruptcy and all that kind of stuff. So it saves you from all of that. 
It helps the lender because it helps the lender avoid foreclosure. Like I said in the beginning, lenders do not want to foreclose on your home. It's a arduous process for them. It's expensive. It's time-consuming. They don't want to do it. So it helps the lender avoid having to foreclose on your home. Also, a short sale helps your neighborhood because it makes it easier to get a new buyer. You get someone who will come in and continue the upkeep of the home, continue to keep the neighborhood looking nice, Keep the home looking presentable. Keep the property values of the neighborhood in good shape. So short sale helps a lot of people. And like I said, it definitely can help the neighborhood as well. Number nine is refinance. This is when you get a new loan from your current lender or a new lender. Now, in this case, you would need good credit and um, equity in the property would be required. But refinancing is an option. So for whatever reason, you're, you have good credit, but your mortgage payments are just, for whatever reason, just out of control. You could, if you have equity in a property, you can refinance that property with your current lender or with a new lender. And equity can come in. Equity doesn't just have to be how much you paid. So equity is uh, it's a combination of the payment you've made and the value of the property. So if you bought the property for $100,000, but let's say now it's worth $150,000. Well, you already have $50,000 worth of equity. Even if you made no payments, you already have $50,000 worth of equity in that property because the value has increased and that value is greater than what you initially pay for it and what your loan amount is. Number 10 is you can sell the property subject to your existing financing. This is when you deed the property to a buyer subject to your existing loan, allowing the buyer to pay off the loan at a later date. In this situation, your buyer is recorded on the deed as the owner of the property. You remain on the loan and maintain responsibility for the loan payments. So if the buyer doesn't make payments, it's your credit that's affected and not theirs. So in this situation, you would have to really have faith that the buyer is going to be making their payments on the property because your name is, is, still on, is still on the mortgage. Even though that person's name is on the deed, you're on the mortgage. So you got to have faith that the person is going to pay, pay the, the mortgage payments. Again, this isn't the greatest of all options, but it is an option that's available to you, an option that does end up working for some people because nobody buys a house with the intention of not making payments. So as long as you do your due diligence, you can make sure that the buyer can make the payments. You can uh, come up with that arrangement, that subject to arrangement, and uh, you know you can move on from the home, get someone in there who can make payments and continue on from there. Number 11. Now, I just want to say, I do not recommend this at all. I don't know anyone who does, but my job is to tell you options, and this is an option. You could do nothing. You could just, you get all those foreclosure notices, and you get letter after letter, you could just do nothing. You continue to not make payments. You can do nothing. It's important for you to understand that this will hurt your credit. Doing nothing, not contacting the bank, not making payments will definitely hurt your credit. However, it will allow you to stay in the house for months and then save money until you finally get evicted, but you'll be able to save up some money so you can plan your next move. And I'm assuming that next move will be renting somewhere, but you'll be able to make payments. So let's say your mortgage payment is, you know, 
$1,100, but you don't have that money, but you, you have been saving $600 for multiple months. So at the end of a few months, you have, let's say, $2,400 saved up. You can use that money to make your next move, whatever that move is, whether it's renting or doing something else, you'll have that. So that is the benefit of doing nothing. Well, it allows you to save some money and plan what your next move is. However, like I said, it is dangerous. I don't recommend it. It's going to definitely hurt your credit, but it's an option that's available to you. Number 12 is you can rent out your property. Now, we talked about renting in our previous episodes, I believe episode one or two, talked about renting, and this is when you find a tenant to rent out the property, and that rent covers your expenses. In a lot of cases, you, you'll still make some money off of that. So let's say your mortgages, let's go back to that $1,100 number, but you rent out your property for $1,400. So every month your tenant is paying you $1,400. You take $1,100 of that, pay off your mortgage, and then you are pocketing $300 for yourself. And you can do with that $300 what you want. So that's definitely an option. Now, you may be thinking, well, I don't want to be a landlord and have to deal with all this. You don't have to be a landlord. I am a big fan of property management. This is when you hire a third-party company to oversee the management of your property. They're responsible for high, for uh, marketing the property when it's vacant. They're responsible for finding a tenant. They're responsible for collecting rent from the tenant. Any kind of issues with the property, the tenant will go to the property manager and not to you. I'm a big fan of property management. I'm not in the business to be a landlord. I know I know people who do what I do and they own multiple properties and they're landlords and they love it. That's not for me. So uh, you can do a, you can either be a landlord yourself or you can hire a property manager. And a property manager will take a small portion of the rent as their fee. But in my opinion, it's well worth it because they deal with things that I don't have to deal with. Items need to be replaced and all this other kind of stuff. You know, property managers, they, they already have an experienced property manager already has their go-to plumber, their go-to electrician, or people on staff will handle this stuff. Me, I would have to find a plumber, have to find an electrician, have to find a handyman to replace this, to replace that. That's just a whole lot of hassle that I personally don't want to deal with. So, like I said, you could rent out your property and uh, get a tenant to cover the expenses of mortgage. And in some cases, in a lot of cases, you can make something, some little bit extra money off of that, and you can pocket that money or use it for other things. Okay, so we're going to recap all 12 options. going to go through this pretty quickly. Um, if you want a little more detail, you can go back to episode number seven, where I talk about options one through six. But here are the 12 options that are available to you when you're facing foreclosure. Number one is reinstatement. That's when you pay off the balance in a short amount of time, usually about 12 months. Number two is a repayment plan. You talk to your lender and you agree to some type of payment until your balance is paid off. So if you have an outstanding balance, you and your let's say your mortgage, your regular payment is eleven hundred, but then you agree to pay thirteen hundred until that balance is paid off. You can do that. 
Number three is a loan modification. This is when uh, one or two of the, one or more terms of the loan are changed. So let's say you want to go from an adjustable rate to a fixed rate or something like that. You can talk to your lender about your different options for loan modifications. And again, paperwork will be required. A significant amount of paperwork will be required, but this is an option that's available to you. Number four is forbearance. This is when the lender offers a short period of low payments or no payments at all. So your lender, talk to your lender, you could do a forbearance and for the short period of time, you don't have any payments, but then once your payments are made, your payments will be a little higher to make up for the amount that you haven't been paid in those previous months. Number five is a special forbearance, and this is for FHA loans only. This allows FHA borrowers to postpone monthly mortgage payments for at least four months. So that's something you can take a look at. Number six is a deed in lieu. This is when the borrower voluntarily deeds that property back to the lender in exchange for a release from all obligations for the mortgage. Number seven, we talked about a cash sale. This is when you sell a property to someone like myself, who is a cash buyer, will come in and pay you cash. You won't have to, we'll close fast. You won't have to worry about, um, you know, dealing with a bank and waiting for my mortgage to be approved from a bank, I'll come in, basically pay you cash for your property, you move on, and uh, we take the property from there. Number eight is a short sale. This is when the borrower makes an agreement with the lender to sell the home for less than it's owed. Number nine is refinance. This is when you get a new loan from a your current lender or for a new lender. Um, Number 10 is sell subject to your existing finances. In this situation, you deed the property to a buyer subject to your existing loan, allowing the buyer to pay off the loan at a later date. Number 11, again, I want to stress that I do not recommend this at all, but you can do nothing. Do nothing at all. Again, this will hurt your credit, but you could do nothing and allows you to save up some money to be able to make your next move in the future. And number 12, you can rent out your property. So you can find a tenant that will cover your mortgage expenses. Tenant pays, uh, let's say your mortgage is $1,100. Tenant pays $1,400. You can pocket the difference and do what you will with that. So those are the 12 options that are available to you if you're facing foreclosure. Now, what I want you to understand is that foreclosure is, it can be intimidating. Getting those letters, knowing you may lose your house can be an intimidating thing, but you don't have to panic. Again, your lender does not want to foreclose on your house. They want to help you work it out. You have options available to you. Number one thing you need to do is talk to your lender. Constant communication is the best thing that you can do. You have options available to you. Decide which option is best for you and then go after it and pursue it in order to come out successfully on the other end. You can avoid foreclosure. You can overcome it. You do not have to have your home foreclosed on. There are a lot of options. Like I said, and I know I'm sounding like I'm beating a dead horse, but your lender does not want to foreclose. There are a ton of options that you can pursue in order to um, make things happen and have the best situation for you. So that is all the time that we have for today's episode. I want to thank you for taking some time just to listen and hope you got something out of it. Hope this helps as you pursue how you're going to deal with your, your home situation and, and selling your house. You can always find 
everything that we do online at homespropertyfirm.com. Again, homes is spelled H-O-L-M-E-S, propertyfirm.com. We're also on social media at Facebook at Homes Property Firm. And on Twitter and Instagram is at Homes Property. Thank you so much for taking some time to to listen today. Again, one thing I want to mention, if you live in the Philadelphia area, Philadelphia or the surrounding areas, and you want to sell your home, please, please, please uh, check us out. Go to homespropertyfirm.com. We would love to talk to you about your home if you're having a tough situation. We'd love to talk to you and see how we can help in any way possible. Homespropertyfirm.com. So until next episode, thank you, take care, and God bless.